0: Hey there, Weber podcast listeners. I'm Connor Cyrus, one of the hosts of Vermont Edition, and I wanted to let you know that this podcast has been edited to make it a little bit shorter and a little bit sweeter so you only have the good stuff. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to Vermont Edition. I'm Connor Cyrus. Last year, we saw the overturning of Roe v. Wade, the historic Supreme Court decision that guaranteed the right to an abortion in the United States. Since then, 24 states have banned or are trying to ban abortions and reproductive health care. Last year, we also saw Vermont pass Prop 5 or Article 22, enshrining reproductive health care in the state's constitution. Now some in in the Vermont House want to make sure people seeking reproductive health care are protected when they come to Vermont and providers are protected as well should they give care to someone not from the state. The The proposed is Bill H-89 and is often referred to as the Shield Law. To help go over this bill and what it would do is Representative Martin Lelode Uh, Martin Lalonde, sorry. He represents the Chittenden 12th House District, including South Burlington. He's a primary sponsor of H-89. Welcome to the show, uh, Representative
1: Lalonde. Uh, It's good to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Now, Vermonters overwhelmingly supported Article 22, sometimes called Prop 5, that enshrined protections around abortion and related reproductive health care in our state's constitution. And yet here we are in a new session with a bill about reproductive health care. What does this bill, H89, do?
1: So um, as you uh, mentioned in your introduction, uh, it would protect uh, individuals who receive reproductive health care uh, and gender-affirming care uh, from a Vermont provider and also protects uh, the Vermont providers. Um, The reason why it was important for us to to go ahead with this bill uh, after uh, enactment of uh, Article 22 and approval by the uh, overwhelming majority of Vermonters. Uh, is that there are other states that are either banning or having uh, restrictions on uh, this kind of health care, both reproductive health care and gender-affirming care, and they're reaching, uh, potentially trying to reach beyond their state borders uh, to, you know, if if they have a resident uh, who travels to Vermont or receives health care from a Vermont provider, Uh, they may try to hold uh, both that individual, uh, anybody that helped the individual, and the Vermont provider either civilly and sometimes even criminally liable. And we want to uh, shield uh, our providers and and the patients and their helpers uh, from that kind of potential liability.
0: Can you tell us or explain what it would look like now if a Vermont provider... Uh, provided abortion or reproductive services to uh, somebody out of state from one of these states, maybe like in Alabama? Uh,
1: yeah, sure. Um, so without this law, uh, if uh, in, in Alabama is a, a good example, they have actually a, a law that would uh, hold anybody uh, criminally liable uh, for providing uh, gender affirming health care uh, to a minor and um, uh, so, but they they also have various restrictions on reproductive health care so let's let's actually uh, set up a little scenario that uh, let's assume we have a Vermont provider uh, who uh, offers uh, service via telehealth uh, and and has uh, an individual in Alabama and helps that individual uh, with either obtaining uh, the medicine for a medicated abortion, let's say. Uh, or perhaps that individual uh, obtained the medication from uh, the black market or from uh, India or Mexico, which is where a lot of people have to go to to, re- to obtain this medication. Let's say that our provider was helping that individual, uh, you know, consulting and such. Well, Alabama could uh, reach out to that uh, and seek to uh, have that individual uh, sent to Alabama. Uh, to testify uh, in a case against uh, the person who received the the health care and also could have that person uh, sent to Alabama to face uh, potentially a criminal uh, uh, investigation uh, and could also seek documents uh, from the provider in Vermont if they're trying to hold somebody in in Alabama uh, liable. Uh, so that—that's what could happen now.
0: So, how uh, does this bill? I'm just—I just sorry to interrupt. I just want to know how does this yeah. bill prevent these doctors and other healthcare professionals from being sued or subpoenaed by another state that has banned abortions?
1: Right. So we can't control what happens in another state, obviously, uh, but we—we we don't have to cooperate and we don't have to help. So. Uh, we, the, the bill, if it goes all the way through, uh, the process, uh, would say that we would not honor our courts would not honor a subpoena seeking the testimony or documents from a provider in Vermont, uh, if there was a criminal case involved. Uh, And if our Vermont provider never left the state of Vermont, we would not honor uh, extradition request uh, to have that individual sent to the other state. There's another important aspect of this bill that, you know, it's possible that the case goes ahead in Alabama or whatever the state is that's banning these procedures. And uh, ultimately there could be a final judgment uh, that uh, the other state would seek to enforce in Vermont. Uh, we have some limited ability to, uh, prevent that, uh, because the full faith and credit clause of the constitution, but we create, we've created in this law, in this bill, uh, a countersuit essentially called the tortious interference suit. So that the provider who is subject to that final judgment from the other state can sue, uh, to essentially get the damages, uh, that the other state is seeking from that provider. Uh, and costs and attorney's fees. So it, it's, we're hoping that the availability of that uh, cause of action would prevent somebody from the other state from even trying uh, to obtain a judgment against our providers.
0: I only have you for a couple more minutes, but something that I want to talk about is this bill also specifically prohibits Vermont state agencies in some key ways. Can you explain what the, what that is and what that means?
1: Ah uh, yes yeah, so so, if there's a request uh to help for an investigation uh that's going on or a proceeding in another state and it's a request to one of our state agencies uh, for documents is really w- what they would presumably be after uh this we we provide in this in this uh, bill that we would not uh, have our agencies comply with those requests if it's related to Uh, What we call an abusive litigation, which is litigation or an investigation uh, that is seeking to deter or sanction or prohibit our individuals, our providers uh, and our patients that we come to Vermont from receiving reproductive health care or gender affirming health care.
0: Now, where does this bill go from here? Like, do you anticipate any challenges from the Senate or from the governor?
1: I know I think we've been working very closely with the Senate there's a companion bill that deals with licensing and insurance that the Senate started with we've started with this aspect of the shield bill I think when these uh, these will all come together for a comprehensive protection or as well as we can protect our doctors uh, in Vermont Uh, we had a very strong vote uh, in the chamber in the house 130 people uh, voted for this bill uh, only 13 against so I think that it, it's it's a complicated bill, certainly, uh, but I think the path is pretty clear uh, for us to get this uh, put into place by the end of the session.
0: And lastly, how pressing is this issue? And have we seen any other states try with shield laws yet?
1: Uh, Massachusetts has a shield law that we uh, modeled, and I think I think actually improved upon. Uh, Other states are looking at this and actually looking at some of the language that we have as model language, uh, Colorado, Illinois, uh, New York State. Uh, So a number of states are doing this. Um, Whether it actually has uh, been put into practice where somebody from another state has sued an individual in Massachusetts, I don't know that that has happened yet. And again, hopefully that doesn't happen because the S.H.I.E.L.D. law is there.
0: That's Representative Martin Lalonde. Uh, He represents the Chittenden 12th House District. Representative Lalonde, thank you so much for joining us today and giving us your expertise. Thank you.